to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dewey, your host. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program. You do know that we come your way every Sunday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday mornings at 1 a.m. streaming live at richarddugan.com. And we are podcast. I call them broadcast podcasts because that's what they are. Um, They are broadcast on the radio and then they are... uh, Podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Player FM, and Blueberry and many other locations. Folks are reposting our interviews, too, and thanks for doing that. I really appreciate it. I don't know of all of the places, uh, but uh, you folks know more than I do about it, and I acknowledge the fact that I don't know a whole lot about everything, but I know a little bit about a lot of stuff. So uh, thank you for doing that. If you'd like to support what we're doing here, you like what we're doing and it resonates with you, please financially support us. We have a PayPal and Patreon account for your security as well as for ours. And uh, that way uh, you can uh, be a part of what we're doing uh, monetarily. We'll even take energetic support as well. So uh, we'll take your good thoughts and and, and, uh, uh, so forth. So uh, please uh, help us out in that way. And please, 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 please participate in this year. 2020, the year of perfect vision. Please spend some time going within to uh, get uh, get closer to yourself. Okay, know thyself, as the as the phrase goes. That's part of it anyway. Uh, And uh, uh, get that inspiration that use your intuition to guide you each moment of each hour of each day, week, month, year and so forth. Uh, it can't hurt. We hope that you will do that. Uh, I am doing that on a regular basis uh, because it really helps. It really does. Whether you're going through uh, the issues of wildfires, excessive heat, whether it's the coronavirus, uh, financial stresses, career stresses, job stresses, relationship, whatever it is, I guarantee you it will help. Okay? So uh, do what you can to spend some time. It doesn't take a lot. Five minutes. All right? All right. Well, today we have a very interesting program, and I'm very excited about uh, talking with our guest today, who is the co-author of a book called An Angel Told Me So. Michael McAdams is our guest, and I want to thank you so much for joining us and uh, co-writing with uh, Wilma Jean Jones, uh, this uh, nice little piece here. Uh, thank you for, uh, for joining us on Tell Me Your Story. Hi, Richard. Thank you for having me on your show. You know, we've uh, been talking uh, on many programs, of course, about angels and uh, about uh, other non-physical beings, if you will, uh, in the world. Uh, Maybe in, I don't, again, I don't know, other dimensions or whatever you want to call them, uh, spiritual realms and so on and so forth. And uh, this uh, particular work, An Angel Told Me So, is an amazing collection of messages and teachings dedicated directly, dictated directly from spirit teaching teachers, angels through Wilma Jean Jones. Uh, this is also dedicated uh, in uh, dictated. I beg your pardon. I keep getting that word wrong in first person with many of the messages and teachings uh, signed by the spirit teachers presenting this information. But how do you know this to be true? Well, an angel told me so. How long have you been involved with angels to start with? I actually, uh, I was brought up Pentecostal, evangelical Christian. Uh, I have a church-based, Bible-based background. But I have, uh, I've been more spiritual than religious most all of my life. 
and I have been led to receive information. I've been spoken to myself like most of us are. And I had had actually done psychic readings. I did readings with a group in Cincinnati called Psychic World for a, about a year and a half. We met monthly. I did psychometry, could hold rings, watches, keys, jewelry, anything that carried a person's vibration. And I had a legal tablet and I would get messages for those people dictated to my mind that I would write down and when it got to the end, it would just stop. And I would read it to them. Sometimes they'd cry. And it was more confirmation with what they were going through than actual prophecy. But as I become, became more and more involved in this, I was led. On my website, spiritspeaks.com, it says when the teacher is ready, uh, when the student is ready, a teacher will appear. And for all of my life, that was most appropriate because I would be led to a book, a speaker, a psychic fair, an event. And it was like stepping stones that I was being led because I was seeking. And that's the way this, this works. Now, first of all, I have to applaud you for your expanding perspective, especially on a spiritual level. Growing up as you did, I grew up West, uh, Roman Catholic. But as I was exposed to channelers and psychics and tarot card readers and this whole realm of, I'll call it mediumship, even attended for a number of years a, um, a spiritualist church, a more of a metaphysical church as well. I've, I've been to Unity and Unitarian and many of these others, uh, as well as uh, obviously Catholic. Um, I kind of felt like I was at church for 15 years when I worked for a Christian radio station back in Phoenix. And I have to tell you that the one church that I, I, I really resonated with, at least as far as the joy and in, in expression of life, uh, was, uh, was many of the Southern Baptist and Pentecostal churches there in, in the Phoenix area uh, that just, boy, they, they went to town when they had church. I mean, uh, you know, that's, that was usually the phrase, uh, you know, we're having church now. And I mean, there was it was loud and it was boisterous and it was exciting and it was joyful uh, and so forth. And I've met um, uh, a number of people of faith, Bible believers, evangelicals who have expanded their awareness as well as their understanding uh, and haven't boxed themselves in, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I have to say, I congratulate you on that, because I think that with what you share in this, it hopefully will enlighten others of similar faith to understand that none of this is foreign to a believer, someone who believes in, if you believe in God, you believe in the spirit world, right? Correct. Okay. And that... Wouldn't you say that, let's say, Christianity specifically, uh, in the true definition of the word metaphysical, which is beyond the physical, that is what Christianity is. I mean, certainly there are teachings in the Bible about a lot of the material stuff, like render under Caesar what is Caesar's and unto God what is God's. And that's kind of a mix right there. Material, render under Caesar what is Caesar's. Spiritual, and to God, what is God's? 
You know, you know, and and so there is really no paradox. There's no conflict as far as I can understand you and where you're coming from. Right. That's true. I mean, these messages and teachings that Wilma Jean, my mother, received, she received over a period of 22 years and she had received in thought, as most of us do. And on the back cover of the book is a message that she received working around the kitchen one day that she felt was confirmation that she should put these messages and teachings in a book. May I share that message with your audience? Yes, I, I would love for you to do that. But let me ask you one other question before you do. And that sure. is, what about your mother's uh, philosophical foundation? Wilma Jean, my mother, was always a lot more religious than I was. Her, her mother, my grandmother, was called to the ministry when she was 30. And she, I remember when I was young, she said that she would receive sermons dictated to her mind that she would write down and, and preach in church. And she had also received verses to songs that she would write down and put to music. And I remember her always saying that God had spoken to her heart, which is the perspective that people with a faith-based foundation will normally interpret the reception of this information. Wilma Jean, when she was led to sit down and receive, she had set up an electric typewriter in her kitchen. And she said that when she would sit down to receive, she would light a candle, say a prayer, ask for protection because you are opening your mind. And she would see three or four words float in and just hang there in her mind. And they would not go away until she typed them. Once she typed those three or four words, they would just fade away and three or four more would show up. That's how she received these messages and teachings over this, this period of 22 years. And in a session where she would be led to receive, she would, volume one is pretty much all personal messages for her and personal messages to me. And it would take three to four hours to receive these two messages in a session. But it's like these messages are woven with a universal thread. And everyone who has read these messages and teachings have said, well, this sounds like what I'm dealing with. This sounds like they're talking to me. Mm. She, and again, I don't want to elevate her beyond uh, who she is, but she sounds an awful lot like uh, Edgar Casey, who had a very, <clears throat> a very uh, uh, grounded uh, faith consciously, and yet he continued to participate in these. Uh, in, in these uh, uh, channeling sessions of information, I've read his books, and I always found that very interesting, but also hopeful for for the rest of uh, uh, the faith uh, faith believing uh, community, especially in this country. That uh, you know there is room, especially if you are a sincere seeker. I will share with you uh, when someone came to me <clears throat> once and. Um, we were just chatting about faith and belief and, of course, Christianity and the Bible and Jesus and so forth. And and uh, they, I guess they asked me if I was born again. I said, yeah, to, to them, I said, yes, I, I am. And uh, um, they said, and I said, yeah, but I, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm a seeker. They says, well, once you found Jesus, your search is over. And I said, uh, no, once I found Jesus, my search has just begun. And that's really uh, really been the truth because it's amazing the folks that I have come across. Please read for us uh, from the back cover. You were sharing, going to share with us a message that she she put 
for everyone to read, even if they don't buy the book, they're in the bookstore and they can read this. Go ahead. Yes. Again, she was working in the kitchen one day and these words started coming into her mind. And she had just picked up a piece of paper and wrote this out longhand. And this is what was given. Emptiness is part of fulfillment. Let your resources fill the void left so that distinction of your purpose can be found. Expression is always self-explanatory. Therefore, look inside and anchor all your beliefs beside those still waters that will take away your troubled view and renew your strength to recapture that which was lost, but is now found to be adequate to pursue the course set before you. And as you reconcile your being to represent those qualities that have been left intact, God will see to it that although circumstances have been trying to say the least, your weariness will disappear as clouds once removed, allow the sun to shine to dispel the gloom and darkness that has pervaded your countenance. And as once described before, a token of this presence will be deposited to your account and books recorded in his name. Hmm. You know that when I was working for this Christian station, I actually interviewed a gentleman who had channeled Paul the Apostle. And basically the purpose of the book that he had channeled was to explain. It was like to give an explanation of his epistles because people were so confused. And I have often thought, uh, Michael, that um, if the people of that day had gotten the message in the first place, the Bible would be, the New Testament would be a lot shorter because you wouldn't need his writings and the, and the other explanations of of the rules, if you will, if people had just gotten the fact that the only the only law that you have to abide by is the law of love. That's it. Don't get bogged down in all of this other stuff. And yet Paul had to write all this stuff and 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 all the the other writers to explain. <laughs> and I'm thinking, come on, people, let's get it. Let's all get it. You know. This is fascinating. How long did it take for you, uh, or did you just basically, as you're writing these down, at one point you realized, you know, we need to put this into a book? Well, I had wanted to put this information in, in a book for, for quite a while, but Wilma Jean was a little hesitant. These were personal messages to her and to me. She felt they were a little too personal, but I told her that these, these messages and teachings were just too profound not to share. And I tell people when they get the book, read each message once as it was given for Wilma Jean and given for me. Then read that same message again as if it's being presented for you and see what hits. And it's amazing what hits. Mm. Would you say that the same, because uh, I'm sure you've heard this before, there are those who they will, um, they're looking for guidance, they're looking for inspiration, they're looking for answers. And so they use this technique of just with eyes closed, they just open the Bible and they point to the, pay, uh, you know, the page and then they look down and they read where their finger landed. Um, which I find interesting that they do that. And yet they probably would say, oh no, you can't get into psychic stuff and card reading and and tea leaves or whatever, whatever the medium is, whatever the media is, if you will. Uh, and yet they're doing the same kind of thing, aren't they? Well, they're being led, you know, maybe sure. they feel that wherever they put their fingers, where they were led to read, mm -hmm. read or receive. Yeah. And people are not alone. You know, the book is titled An Angel Told Me So. 
but it really is a collection of messages and teachings dictated, as you said in the beginning, from spirit teachers from the other side, mm -hmm. dictated word for word through Wilma Jean that she did in these dedicated sessions taken down with electric typewriter. Now, <clears throat> um, because they are of a personal nature, okay, uh, on the one hand, you'd sit here and go, well, but Michael, this is more about you than about anybody else. Autobiographies are nice, you know, uh, and so forth. But was the feeling that in spite of the personal nature, you felt that the messages that were being given through your mother were uh, were relevant to others? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the teachings are profound. Not only that, but as these messages and teaching continued, it's like the spirit teachers on the other side started spreading the word. And higher and higher teachers started moving in, giving even deeper and heavier messages. A lot of the messages in volumes two and volume three were not addressed to Wilma Jean or myself. They're more general teachings. Some are signed with the names of the spirit teacher that presented the message, some are not. And these were given single space typed, full page message with um, many of the messages ending in the bottom right hand corner of the paper so tight all you could get was a period. <laughs> you know, How could you do I, that? I used to write like that as a kid in school. <laughs> and it would but the fact curl that down they the would margin. Go ahead. The fact that they would dictate these messages and teachings, and she wouldn't even realize she was at the bottom of the paper until she hit return on the typewriter and the, and the paper would pop out. Oh, my goodness. These were given single space wow. typed, no paragraphs. I have broken a lot of these messages into paragraphs because without the paragraphs, it's almost too deep. It's, yeah. it's too difficult to stay with it. Yeah. But the teachings are just an amazing body of material. And not only is this proof that a spiritual realm exists outside this physical plane, but here are communications in the form of these messages and teachings dictated directly from spirit teachers who inhabit this spiritual realm. So what kind of answers have you received through these writings, through the channeling by your mother of these angels, uh, that has, has profoundly changed not only your life, but maybe what you believe and what you know about not just this material world, but maybe more so about the spiritual world? Well, for anyone who reads or is involved in this type of material, they, they know that, that we're, we're just temporary in these physical bodies. We ride around in these bodies the way we ride around in our cars. I was in uh, Germany in the Army for two years, and on the base where I was stationed, if somebody came in and, and was temporarily assigned, they were considered temporary duty, TDY. And we're TDY in these bodies. And once we finish this physical plane, this physical life, we move on to a spiritual plane. And these messages and teachings are confirmation that that spiritual plane exists and the teachings apply to everyone that reads them. You asked about a personal message that I had received. And when I was looking for a publisher, 
I had uh, been on a publisher's website that asked a number of questions about your work. One of the questions that they asked was, what makes your material unique? Why would anyone want to read this? And I thought, well, that's a really good question. I had never thought about it before. And as I sat where I'm sitting right now in front of my computer, I didn't really ask, but I just relaxed my mind. And an answer to that question was dictated to my mind. May I share that with your audience? Please, please do. This was the answer that was given to the question, what makes your material unique? And it says, the uniqueness of any material is in the manner in which it touches the soul. An open and searching mind pulls the soul and the body in which it inhabits onward and upward with hunger and determination in its quest for spiritual nourishment, ever mindful that the path upon which we walk is the path toward God. Lives lived, experiences endured, goals accomplished and loved ones lost are all encounters upon that path. Strive always for the highest possible communication with our Heavenly Father. Believe in yourself as the Father within you is guiding, leading, directing, and comforting you upon this journey that we call life. Blessings be upon you as you walk your chosen pathway. Hmm. You know, and I take no credit for that. That was dictated. And when it got done, I looked at it. And I just said, thank you, Spirit. Yeah, that's about all you can say is, uh, have you ever, uh, now, obviously on this program, uh, we, we try to keep things uh, uplifting and inspiring and so forth, but I'm curious as to uh, any messages that were troubling to you. Oh, no, N- none of the messages that Wilma Jean received or anything that I've ever received has ever been troubling at all. It's the most close, personal, comforting, positive teachings that you can, that you can really imagine. And I have, I have been spoken to, you know, repeatedly myself. And I use the example, my, my uh, father, my dad had retired in Bradenton, Florida. He had a, a small place down there, but he would come back to Ohio in the, uh, in the summertime and go down there in the winter. And I would drive down to see him from time to time, drive straight through from Ohio to Florida, about 13 hours. I was driving through Georgia. Georgia's a five and a half hour state. Speed limit is 70. They'll, they'll give you 10. They may not give you 11, but they'll give you 10. <laughs> so I had crews set on 80. And I, wasn't, I had the radio turned off, wasn't thinking about anything. And a thought came into my mind and it said, I'd slow down up ahead if I were you. I glanced in the rearview mirror. I didn't see anything, but I reached up on the steering wheel, touched the cruise and shut it off and let the car coast down to about 72. Topped a little rise in the freeway and there sat a Georgia State Highway Patrol. Oh, wow. Now, whether or not he would have pulled out after me at 80, normally you tap the brakes, you acknowledge that you see him, you're straight line, not weaving in and out of traffic. They're okay with you. But the fact that I was obedient, that I was advised, that I, that I, listened. And then once I got passed out of sight, I ran it back up to 80, set the cruise and again said, thank you, spirit. I appreciate that. Well, I would say that many people have had those kinds of experiences, but it was more unconscious. Uh, And maybe more people are kind of waking up too, because I've had, uh, there are a couple of examples. One was where I was uh, here in Santa Barbara when we moved, after we moved here, one of the trees had died due to the bark beetle. 
uh, and it was actually right in the middle of a dog run that I had built for our dogs, <clears throat> and uh, I needed to, uh, I, I cut as many of the limbs off as I could, going as high as I could in the ladder without <laughs> jeopardizing my life, and I got to a point where I needed to cut maybe 12 feet up uh, above the ground, um, and I needed to make that fall in such a way as it wouldn't crush the fence, and this and that and the other thing. Fall, I needed it to fall in the right way, in the right uh, direction. So I moved the ladder around the tree like, I don't know, maybe eight or ten times. I could not, for the life of me, find the right position. So I put the chainsaw away. I left the ladder against the tree, and I said, I'll come back tomorrow. And I came back the next day. I put the ladder in one spot. Oh, this is perfect. And I cut it, and it fell right where I wanted it to, and, and, and so forth. And it would, I, to me, that was, I was being told, you don't have to do this today. This is probably better left until tomorrow and so on and so forth, you know, and, and it worked out. And the other one was I was bicycling to work, which I used to do all the time. And um, uh, I would drive through farm fields uh, back in Phoenix, and they were about a mile square, these farm fields. And I was getting this impression that the next turn, the next intersection up here, you need to turn right and go up one block, one block or a mile, turn left, and then turn left again, and you'll get back on this road and continue on. I went a half a mile down the, the same road I was on, and the impression wouldn't go away. I literally turned around. I went back, and I went the path that I was directed in the first place. I don't know why. I don't know what I avoided. Or what I came across that I should have. All I know is that if I hadn't turned around, um, that impression, it just wouldn't let me, uh, wouldn't let me go. And it's similar to this program. I am just along for the ride. The universe asks the questions. And I've had situations, Michael, where I'm, we're talking away and I'm getting answers from you and more questions come. And then there's this question that comes up and I'm going, no, that's not relevant to what we're talking about here. And it won't go away. And I had an interview like that. And finally, I said, the universe is uh, kind of pushing the pushing the button here. And I got to ask this question because, well, that's what I do. I I (laughs) I follow the promptings Uh, and I asked the question and we continued on. And and we're all led. Mm -hmm. I mean, many people, they will receive, but they think it's their imagination, their conscience. Uh, they just disregard it. You know, we're, we've been given many gifts from God. And one of those gifts is the pesky little thing called free will. Yeah. We have the ability to accept or reject any advice that we're given, any suggestions, uh, whether it's a, a car you're looking to buy, a companion that you're with that may or may not work out. And you're told that it's not going to work out, but you're stubborn and you continue to stay with that person. Uh, my motto is better to be with no one than the wrong one, but a lot of people don't feel that way. And there is information available. Uh, these messages and teachings dictated from spirit teachers. It's not new age. It's not anything against Bible teachings, as we were talking about Christian mm-hmm. teachings earlier. Right. And these messages and teachings are Christian teachings. These spirit guides and spirit teachers in these messages reference God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit in these messages. But it's not preachy. It's not a preachy type teaching. It is, it is contemplative. 
and it is deep and it will make you think and you will see the information that applies directly to you in every one of these messages that are given. And that's something I think people need to really keep in mind. Um, it's not about the philosophical underpinnings. It's really from, and this is just my perspective, my observation. It's really about what resonates with you. What, and that's what we tell people when listening to this program and asking them to go to your website, for example, spiritspeaks.com and all the others. If it resonates with you, if it, if, if you're guided, if you will, to go further, then go further. If you're not, don't. I think that's a, and I think that's a very important uh, uh, message as well, isn't it? That there are some times when we're asking for guidance on something uh, and we, you know, our ego our personality really wants to do this. I, I really want to, you know, whatever it is. But there's that prompting inside that says, not today, not now. May, you know, it's almost along those lines of no, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then um, and, and it because my perspective is that our intuition, which uh, I, that's how I look at it, will never put us into harm's way. It might challenge us, okay, in terms of our learning, but it's not going to put us in harm's way. Your thoughts? I agree. And they say that God answers all prayers. Sometimes the answer is no. Right. And people need to be able to realize that we, we are led, and if you are a sincere seeker of truth, you won't stop. You will want to know, and I want to know everything and i will i will be a sincere seeker of truth until it's my time to cross over to graduate there is no death it's just graduation right and for people who want to know you're led you're led to your program you're led to books you're led to speakers and it is it is just like a stair steps mm -hmm. and once you attain a certain level of enlightenment you won't go back you don't want to go back and a lot of people want to know why they're, they're in this work and they want to know why it's so difficult to find a companion, boyfriend, girlfriend. And it's like driving on the freeway. You're passing all of these cars. You're going the same direction, but you're going at a different speed than they are. And you don't want to get tied down with anybody who's going to slow you down. Yeah. So once, once you know, you, you know, again, better to be with no one than the wrong one and allow yourself to be led to whatever, you know, position in life that you're supposed to be. Yeah, I, I really encourage people to uh, to go to spiritspeaks.com. You can go to Amazon as well. I'm sure it's available there. Uh, and get a copy of An Angel Told Me So. And uh, we encourage you to do that because I think that it will certainly uh, go a long way in, in helping you as an individual to go through that. I heard a voice say, if you look in the pillow, you'll find a crown. Now, somebody made an interesting analogy, if you will, or observation 
of the coronavirus, which, by the way, if I'm correct in the translation from Spanish, means crown. And when you take a look at the images they've been showing on television and the Internet and so forth of the actual cell with those little crowns on it, someone made the interesting observation that, uh, you know, as deadly as this thing may be for some people and, and, and so forth, look at the metaphor. It has something to do with royalty. They called it the crown virus. And it has all these little crowns. And someone was saying, in terms of uh, looking at it from a different perspective, then maybe we need to find the, the, the royal aspect, not of the virus, but of what's being presented to us. And I don't know about you, uh, Michael, but for me, when this thing first hit in, Octo- in um, um, January here in the States and they started shutting down the country a, few mo- a couple months later, uh, doing different things like that, I cheered from the standpoint that, that for the first 60 years of my life, every time influenza rolled across the country, we did nothing. Then we, of course, got the vaccine and they say, get your flu shot, get your flu shot, which I haven't had for 40 years. And I haven't had the flu. And I said, great. Finally, somebody's listening to Einstein uh, regarding his definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, getting a different, expecting a different result. We're finally doing something different. And why I was excited, Michael, was because of the incredible opportunities and to me, they're as good as gold if you take advantage of them. And many opportunities we don't even know about yet because we haven't moved far enough forward in time yet to discover them. But many people have for the last six, seven, eight, nine months. They have they've prospered in spite of or maybe because of, uh, you know, you, you, you see where I'm going with this in terms of perspective. Are those the kinds of things that you have observed in these messages through your mother uh, that basically tell us, in a sense, for this world, this material world, that, you know, this isn't a question of good and bad. This is a question of your perception, your perspective. And as I said, my perspective is my heart goes out to anybody who gets this thing and who loses a loved one. But then again, on the other side, there's all these incredible opportunities new ways of thinking, doing things, your thoughts. I think what it's done, and I agree with you, I think it's, it has slowed everything down. Uh, people were looking at how materialistic everything was. Now they're introspective and they take a second look of what, uh, at what is important, what, uh, what means the most in their life and how they're going to deal with this in a way that allows them to come out on the other end of this with their sanity and their, their perspective intact. You spoke about the, uh, the picture on the front cover of the book, mm-hmm. an angel told me so, where Wilma Jean was spoken to one of the first times and one of the few times in her life, she actually heard a voice when no one was there and that'll get your attention. Oh yeah. But she was working in the kitchen one day and she said she heard a voice. And it said, if you look in the pillow, you'll find a crown. She looked around. No one was there. Now, Wilma was, Wilma Jean was, was extremely close to her mother. And when her mother had passed away, she had taken her feather pillow, put it in a plastic bag and kept it on a shelf in an upper shelf in the closet in her bedroom. 
And when she was spoken to and told to look in the pillow, she quit what she was doing, went into the bedroom, took the pillow down, took it out of the plastic bag and cut the end of the pillow open and gently reached around inside this feather pillow. And she found the crown that is pictured on the front cover of the book. It's about the size of a 50 cent piece woven like a crop circle with feathers so tight you couldn't pull a fit single feather out of it without starting to tear it apart. And she would have never known it was there if she hadn't been spoken to that day. Now, is that it, a natural a f- a phenomenon of, of the, the feathers or is that something someone did and stuck it in the pillow Oh, no, you couldn't you couldn't stick it in the pillow. And it's actually you can go online and it's really kind of an old wives tale in the Appalachian area, Kentucky area, where if a child of God, a Christian dies. And this was at a time when when people slept on feather pillows, Mm -hmm. foam rubber pillows didn't come into vogue until the 50s. And when a child of God, a Christian dies, it was said that a crown would form in the pillow. And there's no way that anybody could insert a crown like this in a feather pillow. This is something that forms. And you'd be surprised how many accounts of this are on the Internet. Um, You know, it's that's that's a very and, and then, of course, she found this crown. Which leads me to believe that. Uh. That may have actually been the case, or who knows, maybe we're talking about a miracle here, you know? I wouldn't really call it a miracle. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Uh, just the fact that she was led yeah. and obedient, again, it's, it's more confirmation that yeah. this is real, that, this, that what she's being told is true, and that they have a perspective on our life and our existence well above what we have. One of the most amazing things in this in the in the book is Wilma had started receiving these messages and teachings in August of 1977. She had no idea how long these messages and teachings would last. In March of 1978, she received a message. And one of the lines in this message was, many will be the revelations concerning your book. Now, she had only been receiving these messages and teachings for eight or nine months, and they would go on for 22 years. She had no intentions whatsoever of of actually putting these messages in a book. Yet here these spirit teachers are in March of 78 advising her about revelations concerning her book. Mm. And that's how far into the future these spirit teachers could see. They knew what was going to happen. Tell me about your connection today with Wilma. Uh, people have asked me if, if there is a close connection, if I feel her presence. And to be honest, I really don't. I feel that we're working together uh, in this work, but I have never really felt a presence or a message coming from you know my mother like some people do. Now, my sister, who's a flight attendant with Delta based out of Cincinnati, she was on layover in Orlando and she was walking uh, from her hotel where they were, you know, where they put them up to a restaurant. And it was kind of through an industrial area. She was walking by herself. And she said that suddenly she felt a, a presence of mother there. 
And she said the words came into her mind and it said, so this is what you do. <laughs> That's very good. I like that. Ha- have you had contact or connection with uh, any other elements or aspects of spirit? Other than the, the messages and teachings being spoken to and thought, receiving um, messages, personal messages for myself, um, no manifestations, nothing that, uh, you know, that anybody could um, could say and, and would want to put it on television and say, look at this, look what happened. I have a set of writings on my website, spiritspeaks.com, called Spiritual Parchment Prints. And two of those, it's a set of three writings, two of those I wrote and take credit for. One was a personal message dictated to my mind that I was given. I uh, used to do satellite dishes for a living. I owned satellite dish company for 22 years. Started with the big dishes, did Dish Network and DirecTV. And I had come home from work one evening, went upstairs to change clothes, and the words greatness and spirit came into my mind. I knew it was incoming. So I opened a drawer, pulled out a tablet and a pen, and I started taking the words down that were being given, and they were coming so fast, I was scribbling to keep up, and I had trouble even reading some of the words the next day. May I share this message with your audience? Please. Greatness and spirit shall touch the lives of many whom you will come into contact with. Hearts and lives will be touched and changed by your presence. Enable yourself by the will of your being to respect and respond to the changes in individuals as you become aware of the true potential of your spirit. In the eyes of God, thou hast made thyself worthy of all the riches and gifts of spirit that shall be forthcoming unto you. Be as you will in relationship to the Holy Spirit that inhabits and dwells within thy being at this time. Look always to the future with anticipation and gladness, for thou hast made thyself a living receptacle for the Spirit of God, and all good things shall come to thee. And that's a pretty good message to get. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it absolutely is. It absolutely is. That's wonderful. Um, you know, and, and we should all take that message to heart, too. And, and uh, that's one of the reasons I was so excited back in January uh, and elated about the possibility of opportunities for everyone, myself included, uh, that uh, we, we just don't know where we're going to be. But then again, have we ever? I mean, this is one of the this is one of the perplexing things to me. Everybody's using all of these these phrases, these terms, you know, these uncertain times and the new normal and then this and that and the other thing. And it's like uh, there, there's um, oh, I can't remember the name of the song now, but but having to do with uh, uh, how the old world is gone. Your old world, the, the, the world you used to know is gone. I can't go back to my childhood, my adolescence, my teen years, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Uh, and even, you know, that that whole life, uh, the way things were back then, it's over. It's done. Uh, I know a lot of people, especially when I was working for the Christian station, they wanted things to go back to the way they were in the 50s. Those, That's gone. We have to, uh, and, and it's like, Nothing has changed as far as the fact that 
things are constantly changing. <laughs> it's just that we now have something happening in our world that we're consciously aware of. And uh, I guess it's 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 forcing us to change. We don't have to. We could continue doing the life, living the life and lifestyle that we were before this happened. I don't know where we would be today if we had. But um, what about that? In, 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 in your perspective, uh, how do you how do you especially with what you just read there, which I think is wonderfully profound, uh, look to the future. We're always looking to the future in that respect, but I'm hoping people are doing it with more optimism, you know, more anticipation and excitement. I believe that, uh, you know, this entire coronavirus thing, you know, this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember the SARS virus. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember it because we didn't lock the country down. No. And it wasn't an election year. Right. So that's why we didn't lock the country down, in my humble opinion. But we're dealing with this now. And I believe, you know, a vaccine will come out. Antibodies will, will be developed and people will, you know, will go back, I believe, to to pretty normal lives. You know, they will be more introspective. They'll remember this. You know, the kids won't, but we will. And people will realize, hopefully, that, you know, it's not all physical, that there are other things more important than just having possessions. One of the uh, messages and teachings that Wilma had received, these messages and teachings, and an angel told me so, they always end with either an extremely profound last line or a really deep paragraph. And on the, on the website, there's a television interview on the website, spiritspeaks.com. There's a television interview that Wilma Jean gave in Cincinnati. And I have posted a sneak peek from volume two on her television interview. And this was the only time in 22 years where in a session where Wilma was led to sit down and receive two different spirit teachers moved in in the same session, gave two different messages and signed two different names. Hmm. And it was obvious that the second teacher's message was, was a different teacher than the first because the whole cadence and phrasing is different. But the last paragraph of this second teacher's message is extremely profound. May I share this with your audience? Please. He says, you are not as sheep herded here and there, but you are likened unto the lamb that is cared for individually, nourished and loved until the full and total development allows it to be master of itself. So is man so kept and denied only those things that would not in the long run nourish his spirit. God is all wise and loving in his dispensations. We are not to judge the workings of our father, nor are we to judge each other. Work always to improve your own beings, for in the end time, there lies your soul with all the nourishment that you have given it, totally dependent upon the outcome of your intentions. And that was signed your loving spiritual teacher. Hmm. And none of these messages, an angel told me so, was Wilma Jean's title for the book. That was what she had either been given or decided that she wanted. But as these messages were given, it's not really an angel book. Right. These spirit teachers, these spirit guides, as you had said before, they continually refer to themselves in first person. 
in these messages and teachings. We feel, we believe, we advise, our view encompasses more than your view can comprehend. But this, the names of the spirit teachers that were given in these messages, none of the names were given as your guardian angel, your loving angel, or your loving angelic host. All of the names are given your spirit guide, your spirit teacher, some are given in plural, your loving spiritual teachers. Wilma Jean has a message for her that was given as your spiritual counterpart. I have messages to me that were signed your spirit brothers, your spirit light. So who these beings are, we don't know, but they are with us in real time and everyone has their own spirit guides and spirit teachers working with them. Hmm. And it's just a matter of being able to listen. People are so wrapped up in, the, in their own physical lives. They get in the car. The first thing they do is turn on the radio. Yeah. They come home. The first thing they do is turn on the TV, turn on music, or jump on the computer. Mm -hmm. In the silence is when you will receive. When you're not really thinking about anything at all, that's when the information will come through. Reminds me of that phrase, uh, it is not the notes of a song that are, are profound, it's the spaces between the notes kind of thing. I like that. Yeah. Um, you also said something in, uh, read, uh, in, in the reading there that was rather interesting uh, in regards to the material world as opposed to the spiritual world and our focus, our intent, and that... Just because it's something that we want doesn't mean that it's in our best interest, that it's something that will, as it's phrased in the writing there, is going to nourish our soul or spirit. And I know that a lot of people want a lot of things, especially in this capitalistic uh, uh, society that we live in here in the West, here in the United States. And it seems to me that that system tends to sap the, the, the nourishment, the nutrition from our souls because we are seeking outer satisfaction and gratification and, and uh, uh, peace and so forth instead of get, seeking those things that provide us with that inner satisfaction and so on and so forth. And that's kind of what I was, was hearing in, in that portion of the writing of the message uh, is... is um, we, you know, it's and again, I've been promoting 2020, the year of perfect vision since September of 2019. I had no clue what was going to happen this year. Uh, and it's just it's just it just so happens that it this has unfolded the way that it has. And we've been encouraging people to do just that. Go within, you know, I mean, my wife and I, uh, we've experienced some rather profound things over the last few years. Uh, in in terms of some of the things that we have wanted to have in our lives, um, one of them was to to uh, get a truck and then have a travel trailer that we could move about, go camping, and those kinds of things. And literally, in less than twelve months, we had both, and it was it was quite astounding. And we didn't. Pr I told my wife, I says, because I'm I'm pretty aware of of the fact that. You have to wait for the universe to provide. You cannot press. If you press, then you are going to deal with what they refer to as the unintended consequences. Um, and I said, you have to be patient. The universe is going to make a way. Now, we don't know how that's going to come about. 
but it did, and it was really, again, very profound. Um, in terms of having those things in our lives in this world that we desire, that we want, you know, it is also said, too, you know, that, that God will give you your heart's desire. Well, your heart's desire, not your mind's, because that's where a lot of the, the wanting comes from, is from the mind. Um, what are what are your thoughts in that regard to seeking those important things, those relevant things that you will be able to then use to continue to live out your life's purpose, to serve others if that's what your life's purpose is or whatever the more specific aspects of your life are? What are your thoughts in that regard? You have people who, you know, who are driven, who are successful business people, successful in life, and they have everything they ever wanted, you know, whether it's uh, cars, clothes, jewelry, you know, beautiful homes, and they're not happy, and they don't know why. And people, you know, again, maybe the coronavirus has forced people to be introspective, take a second look at their life and decide what's really important and what it is that they need and, and want and how many things that they really thought they needed and wanted weren't that important after all. So seekers, as they seek, uh, you, you talked about Edgar Casey before. He was brought up Baptist, mm -hmm. uh, Hopkinsville, Kentucky. He actually lived, I'm in Dayton, Ohio, and he lived in Dayton, Ohio here for a year and a half. But he was, he was brought up in an extremely religious family but he found out that he could receive, be spoken to under hypnosis and receive information from a, a source. They simply called it the source mm -hmm. uh, regarding medical information and knowledge of anatomy that Casey didn't have in his waking state. Uh, Wilma Jean was led to sit down and receive these messages and teachings that are applicable to everyone who reads them. And the depth and quality of these messages and teachings are like nothing I've ever read before. So people, I believe this will lead them to, to seek higher information and be led to information like your program, this book, and what they do with it is up to them. Mm -hmm. were, these, were these messages volunteered or were they uh, elicited via questions? She would be led to sit down to receive. She had no idea what was going to come. And the messages and teachings were just given as the teaching at that moment. She didn't ask any questions. She didn't have anything on her mind that she wanted an answer to. But they are just deep, heavy, profound teachings that I have to read more than once, many times, just to get the full depth and quality of the message itself. And I will bet you you've read these messages over and over again, and each time something new comes out for you. That's true. And it's, it's a perspective more than anything else. Mm -hmm. this, these two, two messages and teachings that were given in the session where the first message is posted on her television interview, the first teacher's message was a short message, a little more than a long paragraph. But the la next to the last line is the line that will get you. And he says, there are others here who wish to make themselves known to you. So I will step aside for this time. Now, my question is, who are the others and where is here? 
Mm. What do you mean there are others here? Where are you in relation to us? Where are you in relation to this physical plane? That message was signed, your loving guide. And then he moved out, another teacher moved in, gave a page and a half single space type that ended with the line uh, that, um, you know, you're totally dependent on the outcome of your intentions. Well, Michael McAdams, I want to thank you so much for sharing uh, both yours and your mother's story, uh, Wilma Jean Jones, uh, and uh, this book, An Angel Told Me So. That is the title of the book. It's available not only through Amazon. You can go through spiritspeaks.com. That's the website, and find out more about uh, what uh, Michael is doing in regards to this work. Now, this is a two-volume set, correct? Three. There's going to be oh. three volumes oh. in the series. Oh, well. Uh, volume two will be out, should be out the end of this year. Volume three will be out next year. Well, we would love to have you back uh, at each of those intervals to continue this conversation regarding these messages and uh, talk a little bit more about them in terms of uh, the differences between the three volumes. I'm sure there's got to be a sort of a general topic uh, that you're putting together, or you just kind of saying these in chronological order, we're going to put that together in that respect. In chronological order, but again, higher teachers started moving in. The depth and quality of the messages and teachings continued to, to just be so profound. I, I can't overemphasize the fact that these teachings are like nothing I've ever read before, and I've been involved in material like this for 30 years. I've read the books on Edgar Cayce, mm-hmm. the Urantia book. Are you familiar with the Urantia book? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's sponsored by a foundation out of Chicago. Yeah. And as these messages of teaching continued, it's like they will they will prepare you for what's coming next. Yeah. Of course, uh, there are those who, you know, they ask certain questions and they want to know it all right now. And I've, I've, I've read other books where they say, if you were given all of the information that you're requesting right now, you'd fry. You, it would just burn you alive. You couldn't handle it. It, was, it would be too much. And it's not a question of that the information is so shocking. It's that you don't have... You don't have the the foundation yet. You don't have the basics. You have to. It's just like going to school. You start in kindergarten or preschool, and you work your way up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You go on to high school, and hopefully, if you want college, some of us, some of us go to vocational school and what have you. And and it's quite honestly, it is a transformational, or I like to use the word evolutionary process uh, of our minds to do just that. Uh, and so I want to thank you for helping us to do that. And uh, my, I extend my thanks, of course, to your to your late mother as well, Wilma Jean Jones, along with Michael McAdams. And they present for your perusal and uh, reading. An angel told me so. Go to spiritspeaks.com and uh, certainly please uh, uh, check all of this great information out. I'm, I'm going to go to the website and look at that television program uh, that you have posted. I think that that should that would be very interesting to have a little bit more of a perspective on Wilma as well. I appreciate it, Richard. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about this today. 
I do have three final questions for you before we let you go that I ask all of my guests. You may have addressed it during the, uh, them during the interview, but I do like to ask them pointedly. Before I do, I want to remind our listeners, this program does come your way Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m. We do stream live at those times at richarddugan.com. And we also podcast these broadcasts at SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, and many other locations. If uh, what you have been listening to is something that you're very interested in, in addition to going to spiritspeaks.com, we encourage you also to support us financially through PayPal or Patreon. We have links on our website that take you straight to our accounts, and that's for your security as well as ours. And remember to participate in 2020, the year of perfect vision. Please spend some time, even if it's just five minutes a day, just, uh, you know, going within and just listening, just listening and, and calming yourself and breathing softly and slowly if you can you know just center yourself and uh, it'll make a profound difference I, I guarantee you my first of three questions here as we wrap up the program are number one who is Michael McAdams oh you're asking me that I am <laughs> Michael McAdams is a sincere seeker of truth I am a messenger of truth and enlightenment and my mission, I'm like the Blues Brothers. I'm on a mission from God. <laughs> and my mission now, my work, is to share this information and to allow people know to know that they are not alone, that they have their own spirit guides and spirit teachers who work with them, and that it's to their advantage to make that connection and take advantage of the information that's available. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you're doing now? I want people to feel the confidence to, to handle life, to be able to go through life and realize that, you know, nothing is permanent and that here we are in this, in this, in these situations, given choices, and we just make the best of it and go, go on. We deal with what we're dealt. And finally, what is your life's purpose? The purpose right now, the purpose, my mission is, is the, um, the dissemination of these messages and teachings in the three volumes of an angel told me so. I've been saved for this. I, I could have been killed in a car accident, but I was saved for this. And this is what I'm here to do. Well, again, I thank you so much, Michael McAdams, for sharing your, your story, your mother's story as well. Wilma Jean Jones and Michael McAdams present to you, An Angel Told Me So, and uh, we encourage you to go to spiritspeaks.com. We will be linked to your website as well, so people can go straight there from, from uh, listening to, or as they are listening, to the interview on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and the other locations. And again, we thank you for giving us so much time. And we also thank you for listening to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. Uh, we are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. Until, until our next broadcast podcast, love to lol.